The NXT champion, Samoa Joe, went to Twitter last night to explain that effective immediately, he was relinquishing the NXT championship. Joe said due to certain injuries, WWE Medical has requested I step away from the ring for a brief yet indeterminate amount of time. I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinnesDevelopTime.com, a website and database track for wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about the NXT Championship and Samoa Joe. Now, there's a fatal four-way number one contenders match scheduled for Tuesday that was supposed to determine a number one contender. Is that how they crown their new champion? The owner of Pro Wrestling Pick'em, Al Carl, is in the house. We have headlines from the weekend, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for September 13, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. Samoa Joe, he went to Twitter. He said for certain medical reasons, WWE asked him to step away for a brief but indeterminate amount of time. He delivered the speech from what looked like his house. Joe said that as NXT is embarking on a new era, it made the difficult decision to vacate the title a very easy one. Joe wished those who would buy for the championship good luck. And then he wished the winner of the championship his condolences because he would be back shortly to collect what is his. It's a very interesting situation because Samoa Joe, you know, if we lay it all out there, Samoa Joe got released from WWE. He got picked up by NXT. He got brought in authority figure. He was going to be the guy who they could use to transition as Cross goes to the main roster of somebody who could beat Cross. He wins. He was definitely gassed during that match. He had a good outing, but he was tired by the time it was done. And it was the first match he had in 18 months or more. And now, before we even get to match two, Al, Samoa Joe, sideline yeah. for something. Yeah, for something. You don't know if it's numerous issues. You don't know if the guy bring bits into this. You, you mentioned it. We've maybe mentioned it that he was already released once, and it was Hunter that brought him back. So maybe if Hunter's sideline, and that's why I'm wearing his old school uh, basketball jersey today, you know, and hopefully that he feels better soon, get lost in Hunter. But if, if Vince and Bruce are in control tonight, it's, I, I don't want to say that the pieces fit plotline wise or storyline wise in real life, but it, 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 this could be something that Vince is like, I told you I didn't want, you know, and it's, it's I, I, but then again, it could be a legitimate injury too. Like I said, he only had the one match. It seemed like he went through that unscathed. And I know they take the last three weeks way ahead of time to get ready for the new 2.0 version or whatever paint splattered rain canvas or ropes or turnbuckles we're going to get tonight or tomorrow night, excuse me. Uh, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways, questions, this, that, and the other. You could go, there's theories everywhere on this. Yeah, it's tough to look at when you hear somebody go down for undisclosed injury or undisclosed medical reason. Right now, in the world we live in, we think of COVID. However, nobody has walked away from a championship or anything like that because of COVID. Because typically, you're, oh. back, and you're back up and running within a couple of weeks. But yeah, Triple H had that cardiac event. I'm guessing he had a heart attack or something to that. Broken heart. What? Look at what they're doing to NXT, the broken heart. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe a broken heart. So Hunter being sidelined, we do know for sure tomorrow night that 
in control of the show is Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, Bruce Pritchard. And that's probably because Triple H is sidelined. He will come back. He'll take over the control of most of the show. It was noted last week in the news that Vince McMahon will have his hands in the top program, though. He'll have maybe a pet project within NXT. And if that's the case, I wouldn't think Samoa Joe would be a champion that Vince McMahon would approve of in that case. So I could see all these things, like you mentioned, stars are aligning like it just doesn't, it doesn't really make sense for Samoa Joe to be in that spot. So I guess, Al, the question is, what are they going to do about, is this four-way four tomorrow night? Is that going to be what they use to determine the, the champion? I don't know if it is. I, I think maybe it's too short notice for that, just to give the belt to somebody right off the bat. I mean, those are four guys that are probably, one of those four guys is probably going to get it anyway from Joe. So I don't know, maybe if you just, you, you probably could just give the winner of that match the belt only for to set up the feud for when Joe comes back. Because according to the video, like you said, I think I did hear that. He, he is coming back. He, I don't think this is a thing where they're trying to phase him out or release him. But WWE releases a lot of people, but I've never heard them release somebody while they were injured. Because probably slight Bray Wyatt or, or that most recent release, they waited until he was healthy before they released him. I, I guess, yeah, I could see the winner of tomorrow night becoming champion. I could see him doing a small uh, feud with whoever he pins to become champion, like LA Knight versus Tommaso Ciampa. I had LA Knight winning tomorrow night. I could see either those two, one of those two winning, having a feud where LA Knight comes out on top because I think they were going to go with LA Knight versus Samoa Joe at some point. Yeah, and I, by the way, I see a whole bunch of comments coming in from Certified Hustler over on YouTube. I'm going to get to those comments here in a few seconds. It's yeah, so you, your four-way match is Pete Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, L.A. Knight, and Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa's been there before. Kyle O'Reilly was the next version of what Adam Cole was, really, when you look at that. Pete Dunn, always been on the rise. L.A. Knight was a weird signing when they brought him in. He's 38 years old right now. So he's if he was going to be on main roster, he'd be right where <laughs> the age that, where they like him. But none of them really fit the size bill. And if so, if Vince is taking on a pet project, I don't like any of these guys for the new champion. Now, they're some of the top guys in NXT, along with maybe Cameron Grimes, throw Dexter Loomis in there. Maybe Rich Holland is maybe a young younger guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they go with Rich, Rich Holland or Top Dalla or Odyssey Jones or maybe even Walter. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I think everything's on the table. And I know it's comical because those guys are somewhat new to the brand and they're very green. It's a new NXT and maybe nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, there's an interesting choice. There's always the wild card in this because there's no saying that he's not legitimate NXT champion. Like, you can do the NXT championship when he's in the UK. He can hold it for over three years and nobody would touch him. And he's right on Vincent's alley with its size. And he leaves monstrous handprints on people's chest. It's just, those wolves don't want to stay stateside. That was, that's always the big thing with him. But now, if his whole thing with the UK is done with, and he's beating everybody there, and he successfully passed it off to Dragon Off or Dragon Off to take over, then maybe well, there is a, a small turn, uh, a short turn answer right now until Joe gets back. And I, I think that's a great takeover main event of Samoa Joe and Walter. Yeah, and Walter could also be the Brock Lesnar type of champion where he only drops in every once every four months for whatever type of thing. Well, he's been that one, yeah. 
like for yeah. takeovers, you know, he would show up on takeovers and that was the only once a year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just don't feel like these, one of these four guys is going to be champion. So it'll probably get announced tonight that this is a championship match, but it, to me, I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it right now with no build that they're going to crown Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn or LA Knight as champion for the first time. And Tomasa Ciampa, I just, I, I don't know. Not at this point. I don't think so. Al, I'm totally- oh, he's a good bandit. He is. He is. He's a good bandit right now. He's a guy that people tune in to watch. A lot of people tune in to watch Chopper on Tuesday. He is the hardest soul of NXT. He mentioned it by Walt Goldie back before he threw his chair into the overhead. That would be the thing. Chopper, when everyone's happy, it's a successful first night of NXT 2.0. You're not going to backwards, but it's a nice bandit for him to have a few LA like to lead into Night and Joe. That's what I feel like it was always Night and Joe. That they were going with, but then he threw Walter in. Walter's a good case for emergency great class. Like that's always a good thing. It's is a like I said, even with Samoa Joe, there's a ton of theater. There's a there's a lot of ways. This is fresh in everybody's head. This came out what? Eight o'clock last night. Uh, I know they're under the gun to try to get a show together for for Tuesday now, especially with Vince. He's gotta worry about tonight, because we'll talk about that and change up everything for tonight already. But so it's it's going to be an interesting thing now. People, I think people, I think this might work to their advantage. Put the new 2.0 aside. I'm pissed about that, but I'll tune in anyway. But now I'm like, okay, maybe we could see Kyle O'Reilly win his first championship. Maybe we could see Pete Dunne. Really huge Pete Dunne fan base. I'm a part of it. I would love to see Pete Dunne get his first time tomorrow night. Yeah. You're right about the intrigue that the, the situation causes. It's going to do a little bump to the ratings. They have this 2.0 thing, which I know that, a lot of people are annoyed by it, but I don't think they were annoyed to the sense they were going to turn off the TV and not watch NXT on Tuesday. I think people are going to see what it is, even though the, by the way, the crowd in Madison Square Garden booed the crap out of that 30 second commercial spot when it showed up on the screen. I'm sure now, yeah. but, but I think that people are going to be interested in what they do. And now this whole Samoa Joe thing, I think it causes a lot of interest. I'm looking here for the comment because I've got a bunch from this. From him, he was saying some yeah, certified hustler talking about how funny it is that Samoa Joe he won the title and now he's going to end up at the commentary desk here. So poor guy. But Vince McMahon looking for six foot, two hundred sixty pound guys, no shorter, no smaller. It's there's a it's a small list on NXT. We'll see. I think it's going to be I don't know. It's going to be a weird Tuesday, very weird Tuesday. Yeah. It is. It, it, it's going to be. I, I, I think that's part of the intrigue. I think people, yeah, people are going to tune in, hopefully, because of this. So while we're at it, and I didn't uh, prep you for this, but I'm looking at this oh, Raquel Gonzalez and Frankie Monet match. Now, Frankie yeah. Monet, man, does she scream everything about this whole relaunch. To me, in her big entrance and her, like, she's got this big gown that she wears and all this color and stuff. To me, she just exudes this NXT 2.0 paint splatter thing that we're seeing. And Raquel Gonzalez, she doesn't. Raquel Gonzalez is a badass, and she can go right to the main roster, I think, and Frankie Monet might take yeah. that title. Is that what you're thinking? It's a possibility. Now, this is, the, again, it's a new show. It's a new era. They did this when they moved Tuesday nights, when they had Kushida, Defeat Sandal Deskabar. That's the one thing. You want to shock them in some way. Maybe it's the wedding they're using for this. 
Yeah. Well, the wedding could be got taking them. The wedding could be a bleak show. As of right now, everyone seems to be getting a wall, but of course, of history, these weddings never go well. So then we got that. Now we have uh, an impromptu maybe at the championship match. And yes, this women's championship, does Vince want Raquel? I think that's the answer that will be answered after that match is over. Because I think if Frankie wins, then we'll see Raquel on what's now becoming a very stacked Raw and SmackDown roster. I think they're going too heavy with this. Because, like, if they're bringing up Dakota, and they're bringing up Aaliyah, and they're bringing up Tony Storm, and they just brought up Shotty Tegan, and they're bringing up there was somebody else that's missing. Zia Lee has been missing. I don't know if she's still injured from her match with Raquel. Or if she's been up with she had uh, the main roster. You know, so those are a little more. So I don't know. Raquel is the biggest one out of the wall, and she's the badass. I think she needs to stay put at home, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would think that it wouldn't hurt for her to have a little bit more time, but maybe not. Maybe they can bring her up on the main roster, and they can give her some squash matches. They used to do that. They used to do that kind of thing where they'd bring somebody up, and they'd keep them away for a bit doing their own thing maybe they build up some experience on the main roster instead and then when they're ready go for it i don't know it's the whole relaunch is, is interesting we'll see yeah and it's if raquel goes up to the main roster she's not she's not to be diesel again she's going to be the big sidekick and told she, uh, she didn't miss fall it's going to go right back to that but the thing is you can put her with like sasha backs which would be big for raquel yeah that'd be pretty cool it would be nice. Yep. Or or you can with Becky big time Bex right now. She's doing this whole what you would call a gimmick right now where she's better than everybody. You might get that short. So you might as well have Diesel by your side. So it's there's nothing to do with Raquel. Yep. 100%. Okay, so let's uh, let's think about that a little bit. We got a minute and a half commercial here that we're going to play. When we get back, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw tonight and Surprise, we have a WWE Championship match. Stick with us, and we'll be talking about that in about a minute and a half. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out and join joey jarzenka ian schreier and rob deluca on monday nights for the primetime rundown they take you through the world of sports and the show kicks off each monday at 7 p.m on the eastern observer and each tuesday al carl hosts the essential wrestling podcast alongside john smith myself john DeCani, and gary Mahaffey. it's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches coverage begins at 6 p.m on the Eastern Observer and Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. All right. 
We are back. And as teased right before we left, Al, it's time to talk about Monday Night Raw tonight. And it was weird. We were watching SmackDown and all of a sudden you sent a message like, hey, did you see that they were announcing Randy Orton versus Lashley for the championship on Monday, the pay-per-view match? So a few minutes later, they replayed that commercial and it is, in fact, that's what's happening. We have a WWE championship match that was scheduled for Extreme Rules. Uh, I checked during SmackDown. It was still on the Extreme Rules show page. Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley tonight. I think I mentioned last week that I thought this is a possibility of let's boost Randy's credentials, get him closer to the Ric Flair number. Maybe that's what we're doing here. If we have a match tonight and we have a match coming up again at Extreme Rules, we don't know that for sure we're going to have both matches, but maybe that's all that's happening here. Yeah, I think uh, it's 100% a possibility. You can't ever take that off the table because Randy was champ for a month, I think, the last time. Just to get, you know, everyone was just to get the number up. He's still got a ways to go. Three title reigns to catch Rick and John. That's a long way, especially with Carl Charlotte catching fire right now. And I think she's going to be the one to do it. But it's 100% a possibility. And I don't want to take that off the table. My personal opinion is this is just a way to set up whatever type of Extreme Rules match they will be having at Extreme Rules at the pay-per-view in a couple weeks. There's going to be some type of weapon or ladder or something introduced tonight that'll cost one of them the match. And that's where you put, okay, well, Randy can use a leg plate. They'll win the title that they have a leg plate on a full match rematch and Lashley gets back. You know, they, they can do something to set up uh, a rematch with these two at Extreme Rules. I, I think Bobby's going to cheat. I think MVP maybe used that, that cane that apparently, you know, takes out kneecaps and, and causes surgery. Randy's got to be careful of that cane. I don't know if the cane's going to be the answer here, but you know, a ladder or, uh, or the involvement that'll put it in a cage or, or, or something is it, it, just going to be, I don't want to say a throwaway. I hope there is a definitive winner here because they're advertised to the match that are trying to, in your mind, you send them free brunch, exactly right. What do they football start tonight? And Lamar Jackson is playing. And the Raiders are unveiling their new stadium. It'll be the first time where they held SummerSlam. It'll be the first time the Raiders get a home track. So, like, this is going to be a big key for the NFL and it's now direct competition the Monday Night Raw. And I just hope this isn't just, I'm just a disqualification because that will piss people off more so than they already are before. You're right. If people stopped, if they said, oh, I'm going to watch Monday Night Football, except there's this WWE Championship match, I'm going to switch over for that. And they switch over and they get served up a pile of garbage. And they're going to be really ticked off that they yes. missed a ball game. And they're not going to come back next week to see whatever the fallout is. So you're right. So I hope it's a definitive finish into or something that's satisfying enough to where it makes sense. Now, you're other, also right. Extreme Rules. Traditionally, it's a pay-per-view where every single match has some crazy, weird stipulation. There's four matches announced at this point, and none of them have any stipulations. They're all straight matches at this point, unless they get added at some point later. So Randy and Bobby probably needs something. Now, the other case is the possibility is that they do the WWE Championship match tonight and the previously advertised match that they used all of last week's show to build is the tag team title match that was supposed to occur tonight. It's supposed to be Bobby and MVP versus Randy and Riddle. 
that match was supposed to be night for the tonight for the tag team titles. Maybe the actress gets moved to extreme rules. They have a lot of weird directions they could go. And I'm not sure which way they go, but it's a big title match tonight. Hopefully we see a definitive finish. And I'm here to say, I think Randy Orton's going to win the title tonight. That would be something. And what, that would be 15 for him? 14? No, that would be 14. I don't even, I don't even know. 15. I think this will be his 15th. I think he's at 14 now. But I have to do the count. Oh, no. So he's not, yeah, so he's not, so he's not that far behind Rick Jock. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is anything they could do. This could actually, like I said, you could, you could set up the rematch. You could also set up a tag team match. You could, you could set up a, a street point. You know, if MVP gets involved or if Randy loses the scooter to win the championship, and all of a sudden the scooter on a full match, and Riddle's all, you know, like you can, yeah, there's ways to, to twist this. You don't have to have both titles defended. You don't have to have both title, title defended on a paper, especially not all like extreme rules. Nobody's expecting extreme rules. People are still a little pissed about last year's. <laughs> Yeah, and Certified Hustler chiming in. He thinks they're going after Charlotte Flair to break that record. He thinks that he doesn't want to see see Charlotte jump ship at the end of her contract and break Rick's record in an AEW ring or something like that. There's no way. She's not. She's never going. She's never going. That's. I, I'm sorry. There's that'll be a weird, weird day to see Charlotte Flair in an AEW ring. I just think she's gonna get too much money thrown at her to stay. No way she's going. Anyway, honestly, I mean, actually, maybe just her. Let's say any one of those four. Ric Flair said the same thing about Charlotte, that she's having the time of her life and she's doing really well there and there's no reason for her ever to leave. Things have a way of happening. You can't n- never say never, but I think what he's, what at least Charlotte's saying, or Ric Flair's saying about Charlotte right now is that no time in the immediate future is she leaving. Andrade's gone, so anything could happen. All right, so Finn Balor is going to face Roman Reigns. At Extreme Rules. But it's the demon Finn Balor, Al. As would yes. need it perfectly clear on the at the end of SmackDown on Friday for Madison Square Garden. A good SmackDown show, by the way. Very good. They did well by the Madison Square Garden crowd. Man, I don't believe Roman Reigns is losing this belt. No way possible. But it is the demon Finn Balor. Yes. See, th- this is very intriguing to me. Okay, so yeah, how yeah, Roman Reigns think is unbeatable when it, he's it's his table, and he's got the cockiness to actually accept Brock Lesnar's challenge after he's done stopping out. So that's there right there. Brock's already got it. Oh, I'm sorry, Roman's got his next two challengers lined up, but now with the demons, the first one now, in my recollection, and now I could be wrong, and he's only lost once as the demon. And it was because he had to drop the NXT title at TakeOver the end to Samoa Joe because he's going to call up the main roster. That is the only time I've ever seen the Demon lose. So this is very intriguing here. I, I don't think the Demon losing is all, I don't think the Demon winning is all the table here. I think this, I don't want to say 50-50. I'm sure Roman State's still a favor. Hell, Roman might still do it, but this whole deep thing is throwing a huge... I don't think we can take this lightly. I think some people are. I think I am for sure. Uh, and it's in the sense that I just don't see Roman losing the title. And I think that there's a lot of steam that would get taken off. I talk about short title reigns all the time. Sometimes you need to have a transition champion. You need to have somebody win the title and then drop it quickly just so that you, just so that as fans, we buy into the fact that somebody might lose it on their first title defense or something like that. So yeah. the idea of like, why I was just talking about Randy Orton maybe wins 
tonight and loses two weeks from now or something like that. With Roman Reigns, though, all he's doing is building a resume right now of I've beat, put this guy down and I put this guy down and I put this guy down. And I, I've got a feeling that this is going to come out to, and I even put down the demon Finn Balor. And because nobody, you just said Samoa Joe has it on his resume. Nobody else does. Nobody else does. And it's all to get to the rock. And it's all to get to the rock. And I, and, and I got that. Also. Everything was making sense until the fact that the demon now. Why? Over the chase of the NXT guys, that we're not. Why are they doing this to Balor? Why are they doing this to the demon? Like, this is supposed to be an untouchable character here. And you have it in your back. You just beat. You have this in your back pocket right now. Why do this if you're just going to get him choked out? Yes, that's the problem. Okay, so if the demon gets pinned, that's one thing. If they make the demon tap, that's another, right? I mean, ouch. No, it's, it, it's just going to be like he was last year. We're going to give up. He's not going to tap or whatever. No, he's going to pass out. It's it's just going to get him in the GT. It's it, 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 it going to fall his back, and the, 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 the demon is going to go live. But it's, why do that? Like, why does Roman really need a demon on his resume with everybody that he's beat? Isn't Brock Lesnar enough? Yeah, I would, so I think so. I just a matter of, you know, just continuing to build this lore. He's Hulk Hogan. There's nobody that can beat him. Except he's on the other side of the. I'm half convincing myself to, that the demon might win this. Because if they, this is pointless for them to just bring him into the loop. And the thing is, if he wins, all it takes for Roman to get it back. Now we're going back to my comparison with Roman with Enzo Amore. When Enzo was the cruiserweight shit, he had all this heat yelling for him, everything, he had the whole division hating him. And when he loses the belt to Kalisto, dead. Like, it's gone. When our, our villain was defeated, so. But then when he won it back, no one gives a crap, because that was beatable. So, I, they just, I feel like they just take themselves in the corner. This is a lose-lose situation for both these guys. Yeah, I think they hurt the character if they beat Demon Finn Balor. And... Yeah, you're right. Roman becomes, all of a sudden, he becomes too, uh, like, there's a weakness. Maybe that's part of the storyline they explain. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't like the idea of him going up against the demon and beating the demon. That's probably why they have, they did it so that it would, you know, cause this little bit of intrigue and maybe he, maybe the demon will win, but I don't think so. I think Roman Reigns is, there's nobody in WWE that's going to be Roman Reigns. Not until, not until he wrestles The Rock. Which is the question that uh, Josiah thinks maybe that Roman should drop the title before he wrestles The Rock. I don't think so. I think he's going to hold that title through and he's going to beat The Rock and that'll be like the final, like, he has established his resume. He is the toppest of the top, but he's at the absolute top. Everybody there is and everybody there ever was. And then maybe he goes down to injury or something like that. And he take, I don't know how they're going to get the belt off him after that, but. I think that's how he just established himself as the, the number one guy. I think I'm calling that it's, it's almost like a rock and Cena situation where I, I think they're going to, you're going to get two WrestleManias out of these two. I think the one in Texas, the one that's upcoming, I think that's going to be it for the championship. I think that's the one Roman wins and that's the one that cements Roman at the head of the table. And he's unbeatable and has the complete resume. There's nobody else. Unless you want to bring Hulk Hogan back. He has to be like this. <laughs> then, I, yeah, I don't know how he loses, but the rematch in California 
Rocky will come back. I do not think Roman will be champion at that point in time because I don't think The Rock wants the belt. So there's no reason to give him the belt. I think they have a one-on-one grudge match in The Rock's backyard or his new backyard out in Hollywood. And that's the one that Rocky wins. And that dude, Rocky, and the, the head of the table. And then maybe Roman go, can go back to, maybe Ambrose will be back by that. They can be on the shield. <laughs> okay. I doubt it. I, do. I don't think that's... <laughs> I think it's going to be a two-part WrestleMania series between Rock and Roman, and I believe uh, Roman will win the title match, and then Rock will win the non-title match just for the head of the table brackets. Okay, okay. Yep, Josiah, head of the table angle. Okay. All right, let's move on from that. I mentioned Dewdrop versus Eva Marie tonight, Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley tonight. Smackdown on Friday, we talked about the demon coming out and everything, but the whole show from start to finish, uh, a lot of optimism coming out of that show from everybody in the WWE, I guess. Fightful spoke with several people at WWE and they all, except for the matches that got cut, that aspect, just a ton of optimism about that show. And they think they could do that show every week, a show of that quality every week, if they could yeah. Asked all the creative obstacles that they have in the company, but it was a great show. I love the Brock Lesnar stuff. It was. I mean, it was. And you got a great wrestling match, uh, a huge rematch with Edgy Royal. SmackDown's been fine. I don't think anyone has any problems with SmackDown, which blows my mind because the same people who SmackDown are the same people who went raw, which it, 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 it's, it's funny because people see blue and it's good, but when they see red, it, they, it gets crapped up. It's the, it's the weirdest thing. Because Raw has, in my opinion, and I know I'm in the minority of this one, Raw has been very wrestling-centrically. Like, that tag team turmoil match, the matches that were involved in the overall match there were, were amazing. I thought they were very, very good. And then you had the, the dynamic at the end with Omos choke-slamming Bobby Lashley. Like, unbelievable. That was huge. I thought that was a huge step because, you know, Lashley's not going to forget that. So uh, going back to SmackDown, but yeah, I think you can do that. I don't think you need a, a huge 25-minute SummerSlam slash WrestleMania match uh, quality match every week. I think that ain't a, a lot of time, but there's no reason why to yeah, just keep doing what they're doing. They brought out the guy in the Atlanta office. That was hysterical. Absolutely terrible. That was almost like, I reminded me of Ball Ray Dudley in the 2000 Rumble mentioning John Rock. Like, that was, it was just great. You could always just find a way to crap on New York fans just from the sports team, except for the Islanders. Yeah, that was pretty good on Sami Zayn. All right, let's move into uh, Ring of Honor had one of their big pay-per-views last night. Mike Johnson reporting that it might actually be the last time that Ring of Honor has fans this year, by the way, because of the uh, spread of the Delta variant that they may go back to closed sets. They are doing closed set TV tapings this week. So that's a little sad to hear, but it's a fairly newsworthy show. Alex Zane, who is the former Ari Sterling from NXT, he showed up in a surprise role. He won the Ring of Honor Battle Royal. So he's going to be getting a world title shot. That's what that means. And though there's no indication of when that happens, sometimes they carry those title opportunities around for a long time before they ever get them. So we'll have to sit on that, wait and see. Roxy won the Ring of Honor World Women's Championship, the quest for gold. She became the first women's champion. Uh, they had Women of Honor division, so I don't want to say first champion in Ring of Honor, but this is the, uh, the rebranded World Women's Championship. She is the first. Josh Woods beat Jonathan Gresham. So Josh Woods is the new pure champion. So 
had a couple title changes and otherwise everything's stayed the same. Bandito's still the world champ. So also over the weekend, AEW ran their dark tapings from Universal Studios. And I mentioned that, that Ari Sterling showed up on Ring of Honor. Also Jake Atlas and Tyler Rust showed up on the Ring of Honor show. They were wrestling each other. But on the dark tapings at Universal Studios, he had Anthony Green. He's formerly known as Asher Hale. You had Anthony Hen I'm sorry, Anthony Green, formerly known as August Gray. Anthony Henry, formerly known as Asher Hale. Stallion Rogers, formerly known as Kurt Stallion. Santana, formerly known as Santana Garrett. Arturo Rujas was not there. So you had five guys that were recently released from, from NXT that were on the AEW Dark Tapings, plus CCW's Marina Tucker from down here in Florida. So we had a whole bunch of, uh, whole bunch of interesting people. I, I'm excited about the fact that they're doing these tapings up in Universal. I was not able to get that, get there this past weekend. We were busy to begin with, but then I checked as yeah. tickets, sold, tickets, the free tickets sold out very fast. So. Uh, oh yeah, well, it's good race. It's good race from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, with that, Al, that is the show today. Anything else you want to uh, talk about? One more thing. Okay. The first wrench is now thrown. Everybody has to praise AEW. Melissa Santos throws a little bit of a wrench into this thing. Her finally starting to hear some stuff that Brian Cage. Many of these are opinion. I don't want to put words in Cage's mouth. There's too big of a guy. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm afraid of him. But she's upset without Brian Cage is, is, is being used. So we have our first ranks thrown in this whole thing. And unfortunately, there's still more people coming probably. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Brian Cage with his contracts up. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when all these guys' contracts come up. But it's just, we've been saying it. There's too many guys. Ryan Eggs that I need a, I like making mock cards. I mean, a mock card of 23 matches with the AEW roster. I'm still missing guys. And it's just not, there's just not enough room for everybody for three hours of programming, especially if you're doing multiple people on both shows. I'm just saying, it, everybody, I don't want to say the crash screen on AEW's baby right now. It is. Like I said, I'm sure people are a lot happier when they're being booked uh, the way they want to be. But now we're starting to hear things. I just want to throw it out there. Because I'm called, but I want to see people. I'm not trying to crap on AEW here. I want to see people well, but I've been saying you gotta stop at some point with AEW. You gotta work with the guy that you have. So yeah, Melissa Santos went. Out, she was Brian Cage's wife. Went on to Twitter. She released a video. She also did this on Instagram, where she's basically talking about how she doesn't believe Cage is being booked. She thinks he should be on top. Cage has retweeted it too, so it seems like there was an affirmation there. Of course. When you have so many guys in the company uh, and you keep, and you bringing in new guys that are going to be wrestling on top, people are going to get pushed out of the spotlight and stuff like that. And cage is cage. Maybe one of these guys now on the other side, cage was signed in January of, I don't know if it was 2019 or 2020 at this point, I can't remember, but they had him under contract for like six months while he was injured and nursing an injury. So they took care of him as well. So yeah, but you got to look at it from a lot of different aspects and cage needs to look at it from a lot of different aspects, but cage could be a top guy anywhere. And I think if they want to pull the trigger on him, I think that they could. Now they got him out of team Taz. I don't know if this is an angle, Al, I really don't know. Like maybe they're bringing in Melissa Santos. So who knows? That kind of, yeah. What is she doing now? Yeah. What is she doing now? I think the last story she was the ring announcer at Lucha Underground, but what is, does she do anything else? Can she be a valet? Does she have any type of wrestling? 
take a pause. Do you know, like she used to when it, you know an impact on Twitch. I know she used to take the commercials because they don't air commercials on Twitch. So she would fill in during that time and just talk to the fans and stuff on Twitch. I don't know if she's still doing that. I don't know if Impact's still on Twitch. I haven't watched it there in a long time. There's a lot of people that are very happy at AEW. And if you talk to most of the locker room, a lot of them are happy, but you're going to have people like what you're saying, that get frustrated because it gets crowded or whatever. And they're also a slow company. They don't book fast. So for instance, hang me a page. I don't think we're going to see hang me a page versus Kenny Omega until May. And a lot of people, fans, I think are somewhat getting disappointed by that. But listen, if Kenny Omega rolls through Daniel Bryan and he rolls through CM Punk and it. He rolls through all these people and then Adam Page beats him. It means a lot more than if Adam Page beats Kenny Omega at all out two weeks ago. So I, I don't know. Somebody's going to jump ship at some point and then we'll just, we'll hear the stories from that side. So with that said for Al, I'm Ryan and we will see you tomorrow.